listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. What y'all know about what y'all know about that blue cheese, man? This is the this is this is these are the UMCs, the ultra magnetic MCs, which was a fantastic group from the '90s. Kind of kind of the same lane as the Fushnikins. You had a lot of talent. This came out in 1991. In 91, I was in the eighth grade, so that was a very interesting year for me. You're just getting into the golden era of rap. I think in 1991, if I'm not mistaken, that's the year that Low End Theory came out. That's the that's the year that De La Soul is Dead came out. That's the year that the first Cypress Hill album came out. And I think that's the year that A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing by Black Sheep came out. And I was making a big transition from just listening to the radio to really starting to, to collect albums. I think Mech and the Soul Brother came out that year too. And hip hop was still pretty clean back then. It was it was still pretty conscious, but it was starting to make that turn. And then in 1992, I was a freshman in high school and the chronic came out and that just changed everything. You know, then then rap was 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 profane and, and raw and more street and all of that. Before then, NWA was the only group that used to cuss on on albums. And it was kind of taboo for them. People were people were burning their their tapes and stuff and protesting them. Then, two Live Crew and and NWA. I used to listen to a lot of edited Two Live Crew back in the day. They had the jukebox network that you could pick up and and you could I used to make these mixtapes. I would put I would put the boombox next to the TV. And I would take my allowance money and I'd I go to Jukebox Network and I think it was 79 cents to to do a song. And I get a couple songs that I wanted and they played a lot of two they they played stuff that you could not get on Yom TV raps during that era. And you could pretty much get anything on Jukebox Network. And some of the videos were uncensored. Like, some of the videos, like, you actually had naked women or partially naked women, which was fantastic for me as a 13-year-old. My parents had no idea that that you had. It was like the Nelly Tip Drill video. You had all sorts of stuff on the Jukebox Network. And I used to get a lot of music. I'd make these mixtapes. I was like I was like GQ and Juice. I would make these mixtapes at home. Then I would come to school, and I would sell the mixtapes to my friends. And I used to call them jam session. And I had jam sessions one, two, three, and four. Like I was, I was, I was in eighth grade hustling mixtapes. I wanted to pivot and talk a little bit about I'm not a person that really runs the LeBron topics into the ground. Cause that's just not the type of show that I'm doing. I think that if you if you watch Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, who in my opinion is the best show the sports debate show in FS1. And I have no affiliation with Fox, but I just give credit where credit is due. Skip Bayless is obsessed with LeBron. But they're smart. Colin Cowherd also talks about LeBron all the time. If you want to get a good rating, if you're on TV or radio and you're doing a sports show, you talk about LeBron, you talk about the New York Yankees, you talk about the Lakers, you're going to get ratings. 
You talk about the Dallas Cowboys, whether they suck or not, you're going to get ratings. You talk about Tom Brady, you're going to get ratings. If you have any type of scandal and you can walk the line, if there's an athlete that's that's in a protected class, whether they're dealing with a racial issue or a transgender issue or an LGBTQ um, sexual orientation issue, and if you're able to dance around that without saying something stupid and getting yourself fired, you're going to get ratings for that. I don't talk about that stuff because I'm not talented enough to dance around those topics. And it really doesn't matter to my healthcare audience. So I stay away from, um, from identity politics. It's just not what I do. I'm not, I'm not good enough of a host to get into that and, and retain sponsorship and employment. But LeBron did something over the weekend that I have to give him credit for. And I have to give LeBron a lot of credit in general. He, he showed up. He pulled up at the Drew League. And he played at the Drew League and put on a good show. You know, the Drew League is basically this pro-am that's out in L.A. And I go to a lot of pro-ams. I've gone to a lot of pro-ams in my career. I used to go to the pro-am in Seattle every year when I was out in Seattle. So shout out to everyone listening on Kixie, 880 AM. I used to go to the pro-am. I saw Zach Levine way back in the day put on a show at a dunk contest and put up like 60 points in a pro-am. And I had no idea who Zach Levine was. I go to pro-ams in, in Nashville. One of my, one of my callers, uh, Carlin the Great, he's a pro-am guy. And he's affiliated with a lot of AAU teams and a lot of uh, some of the big high school recruiting, private schools. His, his son's a basketball player. But when you have all of those things on your side and you call yourself the king, your only rival is history. And therein lies the problem. Michael Jordan is the history. To be the best at anything is to be the Jordan of whatever that is. And that's just the undeniable truth. Greatness leaves no room for mediocrity. Jordan made a movie with the greatest cartoon of all time, Bugs Bunny. LeBron's first movie was a train wreck with Amy Schumer. Jordan turned Gatorade, the most bland drink of all time, into a household name. Sometimes I dream that he is me. And he's affiliated with a lot of people in, in Nashville. I go to programs in Nashville. I used to go to the Worthington Summer League in Columbus, Ohio, which is one of my favorite things to do. I'll never, I never forget having my mom drop me off there because I didn't have a car or a license. And back in the day, I see Jim Jackson and Greg Simpson and guys from Ohio State. They was pulling up in seven series BMWs. And that's when I was like, all right, this is NIL. Now, we didn't know that it was called NIL, but they were, they were getting the NIL deal before there were NIL deals. So I love going to pro-ams. I love seeing, you know, basically the pro-ams, there's no defense being played. And you have a showcase of professional athletes, semi-pro athletes. I remember at the pro-am in, in Ohio when I was a kid, I saw Derek Anderson, who was recruited by Ohio State, went to Ohio State for a year, didn't like it, ended up in Kentucky had a decent NBA career. I saw him split a 2-3 zone, throw the ball off the backboard, and dunk on all five people in a 2-3 zone. I had never seen anything like that in my life before or since. And that's the type of stuff you see at Pro-Ams. People are putting up highlights. It's like the Rucker, when KD's going up there putting up 66, Kobe's going up there putting up in the 60s, 70s. Dr. J, I think he had 80 points at the Rucker. It's the same type of basketball, but it's very entertaining and it's a very small environment. It's not like the NBA where you have these arenas where there are 20,000 people or 15,000 people or even 10,000 people. You're in a gym with like 2,500 people. So everybody has a great seat. LeBron's inbounding the ball and somebody's standing right behind him on the wall. 
it's a borderline fire hazard situation. And LeBron showed up. He pulled up at the Drew League, put on a show, signed autographs, interviewed, talked to people. And I have to give him credit for that. The, the thing about LeBron that I respect, and you may not like his antics. You may not like that, that he complains. He thinks he's fouled on every play. You may not like some of the narcissistic behavior on the gram. You may not like the way he subtweets his teammates and that everything with him is, is drama. He could be a drama queen. He's willing to trade half of his teammates every season at the All-Star break. You may not like some of those things. But LeBron James knows how to entertain people. LeBron James understands that he is an entertainer, that he's not just a basketball player, that he is an entertainer and his job is to entertain people and his job is to be relevant. So he entertains people sometimes with his words. He had some takes on Brittany Griner in Russia. I didn't agree with his takes. I felt he put his foot in his mouth, but I'm not going to Laura Ingram him and say, shut up and dribble. But he basically said Brittany Griner's being mistreated and that why should she even want to come back to America the way that she's being treated? And I think I think that's ridiculous. If you think that it's President Biden's top priority to get Brittany Griner home in the midst of everything that's going on in the United States, you're 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 being very short sighted and, and myopic. And if you think that they should trade Brittany Griner for uh, for the arms dealer who literally had that movie with Jonah Hill is a is a Russian arms dealer and a terrorist. If you think that if you think that Brittany Griner for a Russian terrorist who's trying to kill Americans, both domestically and abroad, if you think that that's a fair trade, then you really need to check your own personal values. But LeBron is outspoken. He's consistent. He says what he wants. He's the anti-Jordan, where Jordan never give you his opinion about anything because all he cares about is selling shoes and 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 compiling money. LeBron will give you his opinion, whether you like it or not. And he's consistent. He has his own media company. So he controls the narrative about how he wants information to come out. And I like that about him. He doesn't let ESPN control him. He doesn't let Fox control him. He doesn't let CNN, any of the news outlets. He controls his own narrative. But for someone as good as LeBron to have the presence, and I think with, with, with Jordan and Kobe, rest in peace, you couldn't really see Jordan on TNT uh, chatting it up with Chuck and Candace Parker, who I'm a big fan of. I, I think that, that she should get a, a seat at that table. And Ernie and Kenny and Shaq. Jordan kind of seems above that. Like Jordan, is he's, he's God, but he's not necessarily the type of guy that you would want to have a beer with. LeBron has that that quality where not only is he a billionaire, not only is he a megastar, not only does he captivate, but he kind of in some ways can be an everyman. Paragon 7 Studios. Paragon 7 Studios. Social determinants of health programs are important to the Medicare and Medicaid populations, specifically individuals facing chronic illness. Upside Homes' personalized approach allows plan members to build trust with a highly engaged home manager, enabling an array of SDOH services in a controlled but non-institutionalized environment. 
For more information, contact the Upside Home Partnerships team at 954-866-7255. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need. With intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS for Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the worriers, the timely and the timeless, we're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today, for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show.